Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, and non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the podcast where two friends hang out, talk about a record that one has heard, gave to the other one to listen to for a week. We come back here, we talk about it at length. At 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 great lengths, sometimes. Sometimes, at, <laughs> sometimes. At, at lengths, I have to cut down drastically and remove <laughs> things. So, if you're interested in the raw files, uh, you have a few like four hours of time. Just send forty nine ninety nine to uh, <laughs> PayPal, and I will send those your way. I love it. Start monetizing this bitch. Yes. Uh, and you heard him, my co-host, my friend, Scott. How are you today? Good, brother. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I'm doing all right. I'm wearing good, my good. Rick Ross fit today. I love it. I always feel like Rick Ross when I wear this, and I, I love every minute of it. I just wish I had another button. I mean, I guess this isn't a video Oh, that, it doesn't have another button. That's where no, it is. I, I didn't choose to open it this wide. Folks, if you want to see the fit, check our Facebook group. I wish there was another button. We'll, or the Twitter, we'll post a, put it on the Twitter as well. I do put it on the Twitter as well. But yeah, check those out, and then you'll see the fit. Meanwhile, I'm wearing the uh, the jeans and t-shirt dad move. It's what I do. The, the D&D shirt? Yeah, 100%. <laughs> Maybe that's what we should do. We should open up every episode talking about what we're wearing, because that's high-quality <laughs> podcasting. It is. The it's people really love quality. to hear about our clothes. While they're listening with a, to yes. a non-visual medium. Yeah. 100%. But even though I'm wearing a Rick Ross fit, this is not a Rick Ross episode. That's coming at some point, but this is not it. Today, we're here to talk about the Black Label Society album, 1919 Eternal. Yep. And you had no prior experience with Black Label Society, although you knew who Zach Wild was, obviously. I think I might have heard a song or two previous to this. Okay. Uh, so, but yeah, Zach Wild, I knew him better as guitarist for Ozzy Osbourne. Yeah. And I didn't get a lot of that information. Like I didn't gather a lot of the Zach Wild prior to like Zach Wild information. Yeah. No real need. Yeah. If you, if anybody that doesn't know Zach Wild and he ended up replacing Randy Rhodes, but like four people separate, like there were four people in two or three people in between him and Randy Rhodes, but he, that's the spot he took. And Randy Rhodes was his biggest, biggest influence. 
Zach Wilde's yeah. biggest influence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought Randy uh, Rhodes was Zach Wilde's biggest uh, influence and, you know, hero, basically, yeah. in guitar playing. And then he ended up having his role playing with Ozzy and whatnot. Which is pretty but sweet. I've gone farther than that. Ozzy might pop up once. There's a little piece. But other than that, I don't have that information. But there was a brief rundown off the top. Sure. So I'm going to run down Black Label side here, Scott. Input wherever you feel necessary. Cool, cool. Black Label Society is an American heavy metal band formed in Los Angeles, California in 1998 by guitarist and singer Zach Wilde. I'm, I'm surprised it was 98. I thought it was uh, like a year or two earlier than that. Well, in the early 90s, Wilde formed his own solo band called Pride and Glory, and they played a mixture of bluesy southern rock with heavy metal. I, I listened to that record. I, as a fan of Zach Wilde, I enjoyed that record. I don't know if I could sure. go back and listen to it now. It might sound different. Yeah. But they disbanded in 94 after just that one album. Wilde then recorded an acoustic solo album called Book of Shadows in 96. Oh, that'd be wild. Ah, pun. Didn't mean oh, that. Boy. Uh, oh, boy. Yeah, it was unintentional. <laughs> really? Oh, boy. Yeah, that's sorry. A, that's a rough start for us. And we're punning yeah. already with Wilde. Oh, boy. I, I really didn't mean it. But that would be interesting uh, to hear. A Zach Wilde acoustic record. In May of 1998, after limited commercial success with Book of Shadows, Wild and drummer Phil Odich recorded what became the Black Label Society debut album, Sonic Brew. It was decided that rather than the album being another solo project for Wild, that they would form a long-term band. Okay. So that's kind of where we are with how Black Label Society formed. It was Zach doing solo stuff and saying, you know what? Let's make this a different band. We're going to do that. Yeah, for sure. 1919 Eternal is the uh, is the band's third record. It was released March 5th, 2002. Oh, man. So that's a day after my birthday. <laughs> well, there, interestingly enough, there were some uh, conflicting reports of this. It was released March 4th, 5th or 6th, depending on what you looked at. Uh, so it's either my birthday, the day after my birthday or my friend Clark's birthday. Shout out to Clark. So then some of our favorite times here. Here we go. We'll get a rundown other albums that came out in yeah. March in 2002. Here we go. First up, March 2nd, we have Battle Cry Under a Winter Sun by Three Inches of Blood. Oh, there we go. That's a that's a callback. And imagine that coming out the same week as this thing. Like, that's a wild one, too. <laughs> yeah. March 5th, we have Coheed and Cambria with the second stage Turbine Blade. Yeah, yeah, buddy. Second, that's record? their that's that's their first record. Okay, I think I think it's severely underrated. They were like obviously it was their debut album, but they had just not really dove into the sto- long arcing storytelling that they do with the rest of their albums. But that's kind of where it starts. And uh, yeah, I I love that record. I love that record so much. I love that band so much. <laughs> I mean, as a debut record, though. It's hard to experiment as a debut album, I guess, as a band. Like, you can't quite do everything you want to do, I'd imagine. Oh, they do a really good job of it, though. Like, But you, but you said not to the level that they eventually become, the, which is probably story, what they wanted to the be. The storytelling about. aspect of it. Yeah. The storytelling yeah. aspect, yeah. Uh, sonically and lyrically, they're right on pace. It's, it's Coheed. It, they're fantastic. I've listened to one album. We've talked about that before. We have. I need to bring you another one, even though you know who they are already, just because I want to listen to all the Coheed again. <laughs> That's fair. 
Also on March 5th, we have the Rancid No FX BYO Split Series Volume 3. Yeah. I didn't know that happened. You didn't know that happened? I didn't know Rancid No FX put out splits. I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. It just had like their their band names on the cover, green and neon orange or something like that. Yeah, I, I remember that. I didn't remember. I, I didn't know it happened. I saw it and I said, oh, that's interesting. That's something that I would have enjoyed a lot at a certain time in my life. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. And I did. Next up, March 12th, <laughs> we have NERD with the record In Search Of. I've never listened to a full project from them, but yeah, I know two, I know the singles. They're They're fun. There's two that I'm throwing about in my head of whether I should bring to you. Like there's two different ones that I care about a lot. Oh, okay. Um, In Search Of is actually their debut record, which I don't know if I've ever listened to it. Oh. I really don't. I'm looking at it now. I'm looking at the track list, and I don't think I've ever listened to this, which is weird. <laughs> weird. <laughs> right. I'm a big I'm a big Pharrell fan. I'm a big Neptune's production fan, and I'm a I'm, I'm an NERD fan for at least two records, but I don't know. Maybe I should go revisit that thing. Yeah. Uh, and then here's a couple for March 12th. Like, there was a rundown here that just looked like it's you and your glory like oh I'm great here we go first up march 12th is finch what it is to burn such a phenomenal amazing record i love that record so much like i like when i put that record on i fucking rock out like, that thing's amazing all the way through not one skip i i'm a fan of that record as well I oh, it's so good so good ready for the one-two punch also march 12th Hate breeds perseverance. Oh yeah, that's a good one too. That's that's as, as I've said, my favorite hate breed record. Yeah, it's so good. It's so good, and that was right when people were like, "Oh, it's just the same record they put out before." Blah blah blah. I'm like, but I I fucking loved that record. So yeah. give me seven more, please. I'll take the same but, record over and over again from you. Yeah, perseverance is such a good record. Oh man, that's so wild that they came out on the same week. Okay, here's a one, two, three punch. March twelfth. Oh, yeah. Hot rod circuit. Sorry about tomorrow. Whoo boy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a great week for music right there. Yeah, I've never listened, but I know you I are. I know you haven't. They're they're on the list, and I've been questioning whether I'm giving you that one or the one before that. They're both amazing. Like I love both I love that band's just fantastic. Their debut is a little weak, in my opinion. But after that, the next record, the one that, that came out March 12th, um, and then the one after that, those three are just phenomenal. It's just wild to me that I've never even heard the name. Like, normally I've at least hear a name of a band, and I never even heard the name Hot Rod Circuit before you well, started talking about it. The the only way I found them was they were like perpetual openers at shows. And it... Okay. And in 2000, 2001, 2002, I was going to shows nearly every weekend. Okay. Because they were like, they were like, tickets were 10 bucks. It was just a random punk band coming through, and Hot Rod mm-hmm. Circuit would amazingly open for them. Like, I, I swear I saw Hot Rod Circuit open for four different bands within the same like two months. Are they local? No. To you? No. No. That's it, wild. Yeah. And then this might be a one, two, three, four punch, but I don't know if this one is quite on the level of those of those for you. But this is March twelfth. We have Millen Colin with Home from Home. So good. 
<laughs> home from home, not as good as the one before that, which is Penny Bridge Pioneers. I'm going to give you that one eventually. That's a big, big one for me personally. Um, but home from home is super good too. That one, they got a little bit of more, I don't want to say airplay because they weren't really on the radio or anything, but they became more prominent in the uh, like skate punk scene where they were on more videos, more like skate tapes and stuff. And yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Those four coming out in the same week. I was broke that week. Yeah. Same day. They all came out the same day, which is yeah. Crazy. Yeah. Insane. So good. Such a, like that's quite possibly the best week for music ever. Wow. Ever. Wow. You heard it. You heard it here. Ever. Th- those four records for real have very special places in my heart. All from like, March really? 2002. That's so wild. That that's so crazy to think about. <laughs> like you're that was like my glory day right there. Amazing. You're, you're done. That's all you need. You need Dude, those four, and you're good. I, honestly, if I was like like if we're talking stranded island type stuff, those four would be close to being on that list of like ten records you can't live without type thing. Wow, that's a good draft. 10 records you can't live without like 10 desert island records i like that moving moving a week later to march 19th i don't want to let's just stay in the 12th (laughs) we talked about this record very briefly uh not the record itself but the band this is simple plans no pads no helmet just balls okay i know you weren't a you weren't huge into simple plan i think maybe yeah they just missed you age wise a little bit i I think i think so i think like in my mind they were too young yeah, because yeah. well, if you go back a week, you'll see what I was on. Yeah, like that's what I was on. Uh, so yeah. simple plan. They were super bubblegum punk pop. Well, hundred percent. They were. Yeah, yeah. They were super super sweet, and that wasn't really where I was. I was on Sweden skate punk. Also in March nineteenth, flogging Molly's drunken lullabies. Oh my dude. I love March 2002. <laughs> yeah, no shit. Can I go back? Because <laughs> that that record is another huge one for me. That one, yeah. I think we talked about it before, but Drunken Lullabies is a song that for a span of time, when my friends, when any of my friends got married and when I got married, we all like got in a big group hug and danced around to Drunken Lullabies. It's probably my second favorite Flogging Molly record. Uh, What's your first? I think is my number one. Float's super good too, but uh, Drunken Lullabies is my first. Yeah. I'm a big fan of Float too. I like Drunken Lullabies a lot, but I think Float beats it out. I think there's just a few more tracks on it that are huge for me compared to Drunken Lullabies. Uh, They have a new one coming out in like a month or two, I think. And we we talked about this before because that dude's like... Yeah, Dave King's old as shit now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave King's pretty pretty up there in age as far as like being in a punk band. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I didn't even know if I was gonna say this one, but because you mentioned seeing Hot Rod Circuit open for a bunch of bands, I saw this band open for a bunch of bands. March nineteenth, the Red Chord put out Fused Together in Revolving Doors. I've never heard of them. I saw them open for Acacia Strain twice. I saw them open for Whitechapel once. Um, I see, I saw them at a couple random like festival type things. Like I've just, I saw, I was never even the biggest red cord fan. I like red cord, but, but they kept popping up at shows. Yeah. Never to the point of like, I got to check his new red cord record out. It was just, I like, (laughs) they're good. They're fine. This record. I don't remember too much, but 
I, I know I like the red cord, so oh, cool. I like this record a little bit. March 19th, also coming out, Just Insane, Life, Love, and the Pursuit of Justice. Dude, I I don't know if we talked about that, but I think I told you to check it out. We did because I didn't know I didn't know he had solo records. Right? Yeah. You you, that, you told that's that the to only me. one that I know of that he did as far as solo okay. records, but it is really good. I remember picking it up. It was it had to was Harmony House around in 2002? <laughs> it was that it was at some shop somewhere. It might have been at Hot Topic. Now that I'm thinking about it, because back then Hot Topic was selling uh, music, kind of kind of random, uh, heavier punk stuff. But I remember coming across it. The cover, it's just him playing on like a a pier. It looks like, but it's just insane at night on a pier with a guitar in his hand and his mohawk, mm-hmm. and it. Yes. it I've listened to it and it's great. It's so good. Another record coming out March. This time, the 26th, we have Taking Back Sundays, Tell All Your Friends. Yeah, dude. For real, <laughs> 2000, March 2002 is the best. I mean, I'm about to drop one on you that isn't the best, though. So, Oh, no. That's all right. March. I have like 10 records to like yeah. cuddle to me. Cushion, to cushion the blow. <laughs> yeah. March 26th, another thing I didn't know ever happened, and we never talk about this guy for obvious reasons, but we have R. Kelly and Jay-Z with the record The Best of Both Worlds. Oh, dude, that one is such a, like, the world needs to forget about (laughs) record. When I was looking uh, this up, the critic ratings were very low. There was low critic and user ratings. It wasn't a great album. It's not good. Um, if you've listened to the podcast long enough, you know, I love Jay-Z, mm-hmm. uh, and you know, we both despise R. Kelly really to the point where we don't like saying his name, but, um, yeah, that record, I remember it coming out and being kind of like excited for it because back then nobody knew anything about R. Kelly. Like we didn't know yeah. that he was such a, a monster. Disgusting, <laughs> yeah. A disgusting monster. Um, yeah. But he had a great voice and then Jay-Z rapping. And then like when it came out, uh, I wasn't it wasn't that good. Yeah, I didn't even know it happened. And I saw it and I saw the ratings and I saw Jay-Z and I was like, I got to bring this up. I can't yeah. avoid this. one. Yeah, we we try to forget about it. So March 26th. Also, <laughs> we have down with down to a bustle in your hedgerow. Your hedgerow. Yeah. That, so Phil Ensemble. Uh, uh, singer for Pantera started down after doing super joint ritual for a little while, yep. but I really, really dug this record. And I think the record before was NOLA. Those first two down records. Amazing. That super first down good. record. I mean, if, if it just had bury me in smoke on it 17 times, it would just be a great record. Oh my God. It's yeah, it's fantastic. And then down to, uh, I remember picking it up, not knowing about down. Like I didn't know, I didn't know him yet, but I picked that up, listened to it. And I was like, Phil. And then like, just got into it and then went back and, and picked up NOLA and like, yeah, so good. After that, uh, not a huge fan, but those first two records are amazing. Agreed. Two more left here. March 31st against me is reventing Axl Rose. Yeah. Good another, one. Not my another, favorite. Another big record. 
Yeah. Favorite is Searching for a Former Clarity, which is, I think, the one after this. Because, wait, was Reinventing Axl Rose the first one? Or uh, Cowboy? Searching for a Former Clarity is 05. Again, uh, Axl Rose is 02. Okay. And yeah, then so um, Eternal Cowboys 03. My favorite is Searching for a Former Clarity. And then uh, they did some interesting stuff on the record after that, New Wave, mm-hmm. that I really liked. Um, and then White Crosses, when that came out, that was my record of the year, the year that came out. 2010, yeah. that came out. Yeah, super good. One last one on here that uh, it happens all the time where I see a band. I'm like, I bet you Scott Litt likes them and listens to them. <laughs> and this one, I'm pretty sure you've told me there's a different record that you liked. But I don't know if you like this one. March 31st, we have Silverchair with Diorama. Diorama, yeah. Uh, that was an all right one. But Silverchair. Like Frog guys, right? Yes. Frog Stomp was their first record. And then they did Freak Show. Then they did Diorama where they, oh, no, no, no. They did um, the year 2000 record. Uh, I can't remember the title of it. But Diorama, they softened up quite a bit, which at the time I didn't appreciate. But actually like a couple of weeks ago, I went through and listened to Silverchair's entire discography. And I, I really like it now. I really appreciate it now. But yeah, I love Silverchair. Silverchair is a huge band for me. And Frog Stomp is a record you're going to get eventually. <laughs> I'm I'm waiting. I know the I know the cover well. I see it all the time. I see the cover all the time. So now we're going to move into the Billboard 200 week of March 9th, 2002. Here we go. And I actually got the top 10. I felt like that's how interesting this was. I got Oh wow. the, the top 10 of the Billboard 200. Oh, so sweet. number that's 10, cool. just to see where we're at music-wise, this is a great little slice. Like if you were taking right. a slice out of the cake, this this top 10 really shows us where if nothing else, where mainstream music was. Right. Because we Number we know where uh, where our music was at the time. <laughs> I just gushed about it for half an hour. Number 10, Come Clean, Puddle of Mud. Okay. That was a that was big. It was big. That that whole honestly, if if I'm looking at these and you you'll notice in 02, I think like the dad rock was coming full force. It was, like it yeah. was it was, it was, it was starting to take off. Yeah. At number nine, we have Britney by Britney Spears. I've, I know I've never listened to a Britney project. Educated. Nope, not educated. At number eight, Misunderstood by Pink. Yeah, I actually bought that record. Number seven, Silver Side Up, Nickelback. Nope. Uh, you yeah, can't. but you add that to that puddle of mud. Yeah, huge, right? I mean, Nickelback's yeah. a huge band, and yeah, they get a lot of shit, but they've sold a ton of records. Oh, yeah. Number six, Weathered by Creed. Another one. Like, oh, God, yeah. I don't, I can't believe I'm going to admit this. I was front row center for a Creed show once. Like, Creed was the headliner? Yeah. I got a, I got a, and you went for Creed or you went for an opener? I got a ticket from a friend. Like he, he oh, had, he had two tickets and he was like, do you want to go to a show? And I was like, sure, let's go. And he's like, it's Creed. And I was like, their guitarist is decent. <laughs> is, is there, does their guitarist join audio slave or is that a completely different guy? No, that's a different guy. Mark Tremonti okay. did, he, he had a solo thing for a bit and then started another band. And I can't remember. It was like Creed broke off from Scott Stapp and got a different singer. Alter Bridge. That's I think what Alter I was Bridge is the of. name of it. Yeah. yeah. 
I was thinking yeah. of, not audio slave. I was thinking of Alter Bridge. Yeah. Also, Creed has two bangers, and I will never live. I will never stop saying that. With arms wide open and six feet is our two incredible tracks. They're great. Arm, arms wide open was gigantic. I remember that. So so was yeah. and I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking. <laughs> Okay, next up. Thank you. Next up, number five, we got Word of Mouth by Ludacris. Ludacris, yeah, Luda. Uh, Number four, the only record or artist I do not recognize at all, The Rebirth of Kirk Franklin by Kirk Franklin. Hmm. No, I have no idea. I don't either. I feel like I should. I feel like he's older. Like soul music, maybe? Like gospel or soul, maybe? But I can't imagine gospel or soul running fourth. Well, if I just look up Kirk Franklin, it comes up. Kirk Dwayne Franklin is an American choir director, gospel singer, dancer, songwriter, and author. Man, I pulled that out of my ass. He has won 16 (laughs) Grammy Awards. Wow. So this dude's serious, I guess. I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I guess there was some disrespect. I didn't mean that. I don't think oh, it was disrespect. Sorry, it was just not knowing. We don't know gospel music. That's not our that's not our bag. Coming in at number three, we have the album Drive by the one and the only Alan Jackson. Don't know that one. Like, give me a Alan Jackson's greatest hits type thing and I'm good. <laughs> exactly. exactly. <laughs> at number two, we have Hybrid Theory, Lincoln Park. At number two, not at number one? Not at number one. <laughs> uh, my... I, I don't know how how much praise we can give Lincoln Park on our podcast, but they're I know one of us will never stop. I I will never stop. <laughs> Not ever. They're they are quite literally one of the best rock bands ever. I think they changed rock music. I don't I don't think I could disagree. I also don't want to argue. <laughs> yeah don't argue me <laughs> like i don't i don't i don't i don't really disagree but i kind of wanted to for the show but i don't know what where the argument i don't know where i'm gonna put plant my foot for that yeah i don't know <laughs> yeah. yeah they're just i mean even even before the tragedy of chester uh dying like i was full-on like lincoln park is amazing and it might have had to do with every single record they released came out in tandem with a Transformers, Transformers. movie. Yes. D- don't know how the hell that happened, but it's like every single time. <laughs> I know. I, I loved, loved all capital letters, L O V E D hybrid theory. I thought it was it's, unreal. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's transcendent new metal. It's wild uh, for sure. And then from there, the way they moved and changed their sound and adapted to other things. They're just an amazing band. Like just amazing. Speaking of amazing, if we're looking yeah. at one and two, I only own one of them on vinyl, and I do not own Hybrid Theory. Oh, here's one. Okay, let's hear it. So number one is the re- J to the L O the remixes by J <laughs> Nah, that's man, that's not me at all. <laughs> I fucking I bought it just basically for that Ja Rule track. Because okay. that Joe Roll and J-Lo track is just such a fucking banger. It's insane. And then honorable mention, you know how I always like scroll to the bottom of the Billboard 200 to <laughs> yeah, see what just, see who just what squeaked just, in? What just squeaked in at number 187. Here we go. 
the album XX by Mushroom Head. I've never listened to Mushroom Head. Oh, I don't know. I I actually love XX. Yeah. I don't know if I want to bring it to you. I don't know. I'm going to write it on the list. Sure. But oh, there is some really interesting things. But I don't know if I just loved Slipknot so much that I was like, oh, they're basically Slipknot. See, I'll listen to it. But they I, also I think learned. I was the other way with it. I think I like Slipknot so much that I didn't need another like mask band because they have masks too, right? Yeah. Yeah. And okay. they have like a, a logo, a, a, yeah. a, a, you know, a logo that kind of looks like something that Five Finger Death Punch co-opted. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Same thing yeah, with like uh, with Mudvayne. Like I never got into Mudvayne either. You know, big Mudvayne guy. I actually I actually stuck around with Mudvayne longer than I did with Slipknot. Oh, is that right? Yeah, actually, the, I think I listened to the Mudvayne record that had like the pill on it, like a white cover with a pill or a pill bottle. Is that something? LD50? The one with Dig on it? Yeah, 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 yeah. I think that's the one I listened to. I thought you never listened to that. I thought I, thought I was going to bring that to you. I love that record. I love that record so much. It's so fucking long, though. It's so fucking Is long. It? It's a long record. It, it's like an hour 30. It's insane. Maybe I didn't listen to the whole thing. Maybe I just dig. Like, I know Dig. Okay. And then I maybe like I've seen the cover. Okay. So that sticks out to me, but I don't I, like I can't pull anything else off of that record. I don't I don't know. Uh, well, Mudvayne's like back together now, like they're touring or just maybe doing festivals or something and they oh, have really? a song called Not they have a song called Not Falling. And while they were performing it, the lead vocalist fell off the stage. <laughs> that's that's oh, a real man. thing. That's that's a real thing that crazy. really happened. Oh, Jesus. Terrible. It's terrible right. timing. I do know that singer from Mudvayne started that band Hell Yeah with Vinny uh, from Pantera, the drummer. Wow. Uh, you just connected two things in my head that I didn't know connected. You haven't heard Hell Yeah. No, I've listened to their first three records, but I didn't oh, okay. put together that it was the dude from Mudvayne. Yeah, yeah. He's the singer. Wow. I didn't put that together <laughs> at all. They put on, they put like on a Hell great yeah. show, too. I went with my friend Dean to see them play at least once. I feel like twice, maybe. But uh, yeah, they put on like, a great show. I feel like every one of your friend's names feels like they crawled out of a Victorian painting. <laughs> like, so far, like Clark and Dean. Those are two like ancient yeah. names. Like you're just walking around with like 90 year old dudes with walkers. Like, well, come on, Dean. We'll get you. We'll get you some aspirin. We'll head down into the down into the pit. Shout outs to Clark and Dean. I love you guys. <laughs> so now let's move on to the billboard hot 100 week of march 9 2002 I only got five here so i didn't okay. get the whole 10 because i got the whole 10 on the 200 yeah yeah number five hey baby by no doubt featuring bounty killer hey baby hey baby hey god i hated that couldn't tell you who bounty killer was for a million years. i didn't either i couldn't either no doubt's bad time like that that's a bad time for no doubt <laughs> no doubt's bad time yeah, I uh, they, I never listened to a full record. I was into them for like actually I might have liked Hey Baby just because it was different than what else was on the radio at the time. Probably their their first record was really solid with Gwen's brother uh, still in the band mm -hmm. uh, before he passed away, and then Tragic Kingdom, their second record, that thing did massive numbers and it, like had like five singles that all played on the air, like it was wild. Uh, that was when Gwen became like the queen of the punk ska scene. 
even though that record has very very little punk influence, uh, very little ska influence, no ska pop. influence. Yeah, a lot of pop. Yeah. Number four, we talked about him enough, but I know you're still going to say something. In the end, Lincoln Park. Yeah, God, dude, <laughs> they're for real. Like every song off that first record is just flawless. Like so good. In the end, God, in the end is just a massive track. But at this time, in March of 02, specifically March 9th of 02, it was only number four, because coming in front of it at number three, How You Remind Me, Nickelback. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then here thing. we go. Uh, number two, Always On Time, Ja Roll featuring Ashanti. Okay. I'm, I'm trying to remember that too. one. Ja Roll was a killer. At, at, at like a like two year run, yeah, he had a certain time where he was just all over, and his voice was just like amazing. I loved the murder. <laughs> yeah, he just like that gravelly voice he had, just great. And then number one, ain't it funny? J Lo featuring Ja Rule. There you go. See Ja Rule one and two, one and two, killing the charts. Two. Killing the charts. So then I'm done with my notes. 1919 Eternal by Black Label Society's 14 tracks, 59 minutes and eight seconds long. Uh, just a brief piece of trivia here about the album. Five of the tracks from the album sessions for this album were originally written by Wild for Ozzy for his oh, wow. Down to Earth album. Do you know which tracks? Uh, just I do. Curious. Okay. You want to just tell me when we get there? Yeah, Bleed For Me is the first track, though, so I'll do that one there. But um, Osborne rejected them because he said they were too black label, was his exact words. He said they're they're, they're oh. too black label. Yeah, they're just like, <laughs> you take these ones. Yeah. And two of them didn't make this record. Uh, one of them was a demo called Find A Way. Okay. The other one didn't make the record, but it still kind of made the record. We'll talk about it when we get to that one. So, Scott, it's time for you. Give me your track rundown of right. Black Label Society's 1919 Eternal. Let's do it. First track, Bleed For Me. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It was from the sessions for Ozzy. Gotcha. <laughs> Not a huge fan of the vocals in the verses. Uh, he's like, Zach Wilde has kind of like a, mono a monotone voice, like vocal. Yeah. Uh, not a whole lot of inflections going on. So it just feels like it's drawn out to me. Uh, the chorus is sound. All those inflections are done on the guitar. <laughs> yeah oh no 100 percent. the choruses sound great though uh the guitars definitely remind me of some ozzy stuff which is funny because you said that like he wrote this to give to ozzy possibly yeah. um and the solo is a friggin rager like if, if there's anything you could say about this record the solo is just mind-blowing on every track i agree and i will also say that when this record meant the most to me, you saw how long most of these tracks are, right? Yeah. I probably skipped. I probably only listened to the first two minutes of every track for years and years and years. Okay. So I, probably didn't even, I probably didn't even hear the solos forever. That kind of explains a question I had later on. <laughs> <laughs> 
uh, I got to a point where I was like, how could Brandon bring me this record, <laughs> knowing yeah. what I know about him and his musical tastes? Yeah. There's even parts now like, well, okay, I had a, like a, a, a kind of a trade off when I listened to it this time, because I listened to the, when I, when I listened to this thing whole time through, I'll listen to the solos, listen to the whole tracks and everything. Yeah. And then and I didn't hate it. Like, I enjoyed it. The solos didn't bother me because they're great solos. But as I said in our Metallic episode, I believe when those solos are happening, there's usually that heavy riff still behind it. So I can latch right. onto that if yeah. I need to. Mm-hmm. But and the, the trade off was I feel like a lot of, to me, bad music sounds like this, like like Zach's <laughs> vocals. And stuff. I, there's just a lot of bad music that I, I'm like, well, if Zach Wilde didn't do Black Label Society, would Five Finger Death Punch exist? Like, I always try to connect these oh, things. Like, how do we not get those bands? Like, it, right. what do we have to eliminate to not get that band? <laughs> Go back in time and off Zach Wilde so Five Finger Death Punch yeah. never happens. <laughs> yeah, but I don't know because like, it's a do, wild I thought. Really, <laughs> I do really love Zach Wilde. Like, I do. Yeah, no, I, 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 love, he's... I, I love this record. He's a phenomenal artist. Moving on to track two, Lords of Destruction. Having a similar issue with this track that I did with Bleed For Me, Zach's vocals aren't all that appealing. Uh, you can always count on some wicked guitars from Zach, though. Goes on a bit long. And if it's me saying it goes on a bit long, th- that's something. <laughs> yeah, Like I said, I, I probably didn't hear most of these tracks the whole way through for poo, a decade at yeah. least. And for me, like going on long isn't really a time issue. It's it's, it's the feel. It's yeah. Yeah, yeah. So if something starts repeating a bit too much or you know, has the same yeah, just feel throughout the mm-hmm. whole thing, there's no real change ups, that's when it starts feeling long to me. Like uh Angels and Airwaves, some of those songs start to feel long to me too because just the repetitiveness and just yeah it just feel starts to feel long moving on to track three demise of sanity uh best vocals so far uh i love the really driving riff in this song uh the solo as always pretty spectacular great length too like it, it it just started zach's vocals really great not the like he he does this thing where it feels like he has also an effect on his voice. Yeah, it sounds keeps... like he's putting his it sounds like he's putting his voice through the same thing as a guitar sometimes. Yeah, yeah, it sounds like he's got a fuzz pedal attached to the microphone. Yeah. Like it just doesn't it doesn't work for me all the time. But on this song, like the vocals were a little bit cleaner and he had a little more like range it felt like. This was one that was for the Aussie sessions. And this one was too, Demise of Sanity. Yes. And being a shorter song, this is one that I heard the whole thing of prior to <laughs> sure, sure. recent, recent run throughs. Sure. Then moving on to the fourth track, Life, Birth, Blood, Doom. Uh, love the use of the big church bells throughout this song. Oh, hell yeah. Like, just, yeah. it really gives it, like, ambiance. Like, yeah, it just adds so much depth to the song. This song in particular feels like revenge for the Angels and Airwaves record I gave you, though, uh, just because there's a lot of repetitiveness. But the guitar solo, I mean, you're going to hear me say it on every song. Basically, the guitar solo is just I can't see how his fingers move like that. Like, how the hell, dude? They're like machines. 
This was also from the Aussie sessions. Okay. So the, these three plus the two that didn't make the record. Yeah, one kind of made the record, and we'll talk about that when we get there. But yeah, these oh, three, okay. and then one was a demo that never made it. But these three were for the Aussie sessions, and Aussie said those are two black label. So then sure. Zach said, all right, they'll go on a black label record then. <laughs> yeah, all right, they're on the next one. Thanks. <laughs> Life, Earth, Blood, Doom, I think, did t- for me with this record what I needed it to, where it was something different. Like that okay. bell is just it's just yeah. enough that I'm like, holy shit, this is awesome. Like, yeah. And as you will find out when we eventually hit some like Southern hip hop, <laughs> most notably Three Six Mafia, I do enjoy repetitiveness, I guess. Yeah. I, I think I've finally struck it. Like I figured it out. <laughs> I'm ready to come to terms with it. I do like repetitiveness. Yeah. And yeah, there was a lot of that on this record. Yeah, a lot. A lot. So then moving on to Bridge to Cross, track five. The clean intro on this is beautiful. The vocal harmonies on the chorus were completely unexpected and sounded great. Uh, the slower tempo song sounds so haunting. Like the, it slowed it down. It's not like a super slow song, but it slowed it down just enough that it, it changed it up for me, which got me interested in the record again. Uh, the solo okay. section is one of those where you close your eyes and just feel it. Like I do that a lot when I listen to music, when you close your eyes and you're just like, Oh man. <laughs> yes. Like you get yeah. that rocking in your body, like unintentionally and you're just in it. Yeah. yeah. Super good song. Well, this, this was the track that kind of made it on the album because the one from the Aussie session was an alternate piano version of this. Oh, I'd be interested in that, actually. So it was bridged across, but it, it would have been on a piano. And I, I guess it would have been Ozzy singing it. So try to imagine that. Well, that'd, be, that'd be wild. <laughs> yeah. yeah that'd so be moving on to track six, we have Battering Ram. Uh, coming out of the last song, this one is Heart Pumping. This feels like an example where the writer has some lines he thinks are amazing, but not much else comes out. Uh, Zach has a habit of finishing a song with chorus 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 this is where the songs start to feel very formulaic to me and i yeah it's short verse chorus short verse chorus guitar solo chorus 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 end of the song yeah i guess that's my perfect formula i'm in (laughs) and this song is only like what like a little over two minutes long like it's yeah it's not super it might be the shortest on the record it might be yeah Oh, uh, no, it it's not the shortest on the record. Well, no. yeah, you're right. It's, it's <laughs> the shortest actual song on the record. Yes. Yeah. Because moving on to the actual shortest track on the record, track seven, we have Speedball. This song blew me away, even though it's like, what, 30 seconds max? Um, seconds. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Amazing Latin flavored instrumental. Too short, though. I could have listened to about five more minutes of this and cut out every final repeated chorus on the other songs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's fair. That's yeah. a fair that's a fair assessment. I just loved the uh like mariachi kind of styling in the guitar work. Yeah, um, there's a there's a name for like that kind of playing. It's like tap or it's like tap something. Like there's a name for it. I ca- I can't pull what it is right now though. Yeah. Cuz I saw I was I I was heavily into like dudes that did it on YouTube for like a month. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> and that actually made me appreciate this less because I saw what some of those those dudes were doing, and I was like, I was like, oh, so Zach Wild just did it like mediocre. Right. <laughs> it was just okay at it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But no, when I first heard this, it blew me away too. I was like, how do you even do that? Like, I don't even understand yeah. how a guitar does that. Yeah. Next up, track eight, Graveyard Disciples. Not much to really say about this one. Uh, Man, not really. That riff, though. I. Yeah, but coming off of Speedball, that thing just blew me away so much. Man, put that riff on. I know you got <laughs> ankle problems. Put that track on in your headphones and just go yeah. for a walk. You'll feel like the most badass dude in the world. <laughs> I used to put this on while walking like down Main Street of my hometown and just glare at cars driving by. Like I felt like I was invincible right. listening to Graveyard Disciples. It's gotcha. insane. I yeah. love this track. <laughs> track nine, Genocide Junkies. I'm slightly losing interest at this point. Uh, I need something else like Speedball or Bridge to Cross to shake it up a little bit. Zach's an amazing guitarist, but as a vocalist, there's not much range there. Well, I'm glad you need something to shake it up because at number 10, Lost Heaven. Oh, man, here's the switch up. <laughs> yep. Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I'm a much bigger fan of the slowed down BLS than rip roaring BLS. Zach has a bit of Ozzy like inflection in his voice on this track, and I, I dig it. I'm surprised this isn't one that he tried to give to Ozzy. As far as I recall, I haven't listened to all of Black Label's discography, mm -hmm. but this is definitely the one I like the most, probably because it is the the rip roaring Black Label. Okay, like other Black Label feels lighter, like much lighter at times. So maybe okay. you would like other Black Label more, but I know yeah, this maybe. was the one that this is the one that really spoke. I got you. Yeah, yeah. Uh, next up, we have track eleven: "Refuse to Bow Down." What an odd quote to start a song off with. <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I didn't quite feel the correlation between that quote and any bit of this song. Yeah. And like the quote is happening, like, like the sample quote is happening. And then the song just starts like ripping in the middle of it. Like it, he's about to say something and then you can't hear it. It's, it's weird. It's really yeah. weird. Yeah, it was a, a very weird beginning. By the way, this entire record produced by Zach Wilde. So everything on it is oh, exactly so what he wanted you to hear. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh, as someone who has always had a love and a strong appreciation for the English language, the word ain't makes me cringe. <laughs> <laughs> and it is on this song like 37 times. It is in the dictionary now, though. So we can't even do Zach. Is it really? That. Yeah, I didn't I believe know that. it made it. Yeah, I oh, believe man. it made it like. A while ago, too. Like, not even recently. Like, a while ago. Yeah. Uh, not a huge fan of this one. Each song on this record is becoming quite formulaic and not really my cup of tea. Yeah. Yeah. So, might as well just power on through now to Mass Murder <laughs> Machine. Track 12. Vocals are a million times better on this one. Uh, less mumbled and less effects. Lots of ooze, but the at least they're clear. Uh, I was kind of hoping... We'd skip the sp super speedy solo on this song. It is one of my favorites on this record, though. I felt if he skipped the solo on it, it would have been changing it up a lot more. Mm -hmm. And I think I would. I I think I would have loved it. But okay. I, I mean, it's it's Zach Wild. He's he's got to have a solo in it. Yeah, he's not going to skip a solo. He knows who he yeah. is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> And moving on to track 13, Berserkers, which is the first Black Label Society track I ever heard. 
Really? This one got you into Black Label Society? I heard it on the OzFest 2003 compilation CD. Mm. Yeah, I guess that would have made sense. Oh, three, because this record would have been the one that they was performing at OzFest. Yeah. With. Yep. Yeah. And I heard it and I loved the beginning and that. And again, that heavy fucking riff behind everything. I love that riff, too. So by all yeah. means, please tear down Berserkers. <laughs> oh, man. There's not much about this track that I'm a huge fan of. The riff and guitar are great, but it feels very NRA good old boy to me. I'm not really a drinking and guns kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know we talked about we talked about Down and Pantera earlier and how I was a fan, but this is like past that uh, in yeah, that range. That's, that's another part of the trade off. Like, there's some definite stuff that I do not agree with. <laughs> like morally, I guess. You could say, <laughs> yeah, or, yeah. Like it's there's just things like things that they were just words as opposed to you know per- people's entire personalities now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like when yeah. I, when I heard it before, it was just words, and it's like, okay, oh yeah, that's whatever. That's who you I, are. That's what you want to do. But I think that might bleed into the way I listen to this too. Yeah, yeah. I because had it been 2002 when I heard this. I probably would have liked it more, but because our country and our world is as separated and opinionated as it is right now, I get very like right wing, hardcore Republican vibes from some of these songs. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm and not, I think I'm not I, that. <laughs> yeah. Same here. I think we've mentioned this before. Like, I don't know if Zach Wilde's on the right side of things, but I yeah. at least haven't seen anything like, blaring that he's on the wrong side of things. Right. Yeah. Totally get that. But yeah, this is kind of mentioned Phil and Selmo, I think, has been on the blaringly wrong side of things a a, a few times. Oh yeah, pretty recently if I recall. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 All right. So then moving on to the closer. Uh, America the Beautiful. Sure. Yeah, I so I saw the track listing. I thought this was going to be like a play off of it, not America the Beautiful, the song on guitar. I wasn't expecting it. Not really the vibe I was thinking we'd get for a closer. I mean, it's super proficient. It's it's just the wrong kind of change up, especially following a song like Berserkers <laughs> and listening to it at this time in history. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it gave me a real like, Real weird vibe. Yeah. And I saw, I've seen Zach Wild live once. He was, it was with Ozzy at Ozfest in 08. And he did a solo that, I mean, may still be happening. <laughs> because like it started and the solo was sick. And then out of nowhere, the Star Spangled Banner was in the middle of it. Whoa. And, and then, and then it was back to the solo. Like, and then American Beautiful played, like he played this whole thing. Oh and God. Ozzy wasn't even on the stage. Like Ozzy went to take a nap or something. He, like, he, he wasn't needed even a break. Yeah. It was insane. Honestly, I think it was like, like a 13 minute solo. Oh my gosh. That's wild. Uh, and, and then once Ozzy came back out, we were like, yeah, I think we're good. We left <laughs> because that's, that's how, that's how bad Ozzy sounded in 08. Oh man. But yeah, American beautiful, weird closer. Very, yeah, very yeah. weird. Closer. Real weird. I think if it closes with Berserkers and it's not 2022, it's a much better record. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, I still love it though, but it's ma- there's a lot of nostalgia in there for me. But oh, some of those sure. riffs also are fantastic. Oh yeah. So what do you, what are your top three? Uh, my top three. I actually have a four just because I wanted to sneak this one in. Uh, Speedball is at number four. That thing. <laughs> okay. I, okay. Like I didn't want to include it in my top three because it's not a full song. Like we said, it's less than a minute. But the guitar work on it was just uh, amazing. It was mind blowing. I de- I definitely didn't expect that halfway through this record but i'm really really glad it was there uh number three mass murder machine uh, i talked about it in my notes for the song it's one of my favorites of the record uh mm-hmm. super super good number two is lost heaven um yeah the the switch up man it's the switch up song so number one is bridge to cross slower yeah, so you, bls song yeah i i think oh man see it's even hard now like i mentioned zach wilde's first band pride and glory yeah those two words alone right now yeah no i'm yeah they really really do and like when i listened to it i none of that was like in my head it wasn't sure yeah glaringly obvious and the fact that it's also southern like bluesy rock with heavy metal it would sound even worse yeah like i don't even want to tell you to listen to it because it might be a bad experience (laughs) right right what are your top three my top three i got number three demise of sanity i fucking love that song (laughs) I think you'll notice that my top three may be the most repetitive songs on the album. Yeah. Uh, number two, Life, Birth, Blood, Doom. Love that fucking yeah. track. Yeah. And then number one, you heard me say it, Graveyard Disciples. I yeah. fucking love that song. <laughs> I, I love that song. Uh, but yeah, the, the heavier, faster tracks on this are my favorite. Like Battering Ram, I'm a big fan of Battering Ram. Yeah. Berserkers, we mentioned it. I think you may enjoy some other Black Label records. Like ones okay. that I may have listened to once and was like, eh, I'm all right. Right. Like on the slower side, yeah. I never really stuck with Black Label. I uh, just a little mm-hmm. clean up here. To date, the band has released eleven studio albums, two live albums, Whoa. two compilation albums, one EP, and three video albums. Wow! And fun fact for you, mm-hmm. uh, one of the members of Black Label Society is—he wasn't. He's not in the band now, but he was in the band for a brief stint. His name is Steve Gibb, and it is Barry Gibb's son. What? Yep. Really? Yep. And also didn't know that he was in bands uh, Crowbar, Kingdom of Sorrow, Saigon Kick. Like, I didn't know any of those bands he was in, let alone that he was Barry Gibb's son. Right. Wow. So wild. It's crazy. I think he plays in uh, Barry Gibb's band now. Oh, really? I believe so. But I saw that. I was like, oh, my God, the Gibbs, the Gibbs are involved. That's so nuts. <laughs> so the question, I think I know what I'm going to get. But Scott, Black Label Society, 1919 Eternal, Throne, Own, Phone or Grown. Yeah, I think this record is a victim of time of me listening to it. Yeah, I have to give it a, a, a groan. So no more the speedball. You're kicking it out. Speedball. No, not listening to speedball ever again. Not, not ever again. Like, it, okay, it's light side of grown. I'll phone a few songs maybe here and there, but it just didn't hit for me. Let's be real. You're not phoning those songs. If you want to hear them, you're just going to go to YouTube and just be like, okay, I'll listen to this once. Probably. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it just, the monotone vocals, the repetitiveness, uh, the formulaic songwriting, and then add to that the time in which I'm listening to this and the political environment we're sitting in 
yeah, it just it it's not it's not for me. That's fair. That's what we're here for. We're here to get yep. to the bottom of these things and use the context of our lives to get there. <laughs> right. I can but totally understand the nostalgia part for you, though. I feel yeah. like had I listened to this earlier, like even five years ago, if mm-hmm. I listened to this five years ago, I'd probably have a different a different view on it. Well, like, don't get me wrong. I OK, when I listen to music in my car, all my windows are usually down and it's as loud as it goes. Like, that's just yeah. how I roll around. And this is one that I would not have pl- pl- loudly playing in my car, just in the fear that somebody would walk up to me and try to get me to sign up to the NRA. Like, I don't right. want that. Hell yeah, brother. Yeah. South rise again. <laughs> like that heavy rock music you got. You want to sign up to have a gun? No, yeah. I don't. No, good, no. dog. Exactly. Off. Yeah. I've never, I've never been a real big gun guy, uh, even though it's gu- guns are a huge thing here. Uh, and everybody I work with talks about guns nonstop. Uh, but I've just never been, I don't, I don't feel like I went hunting when I was younger a few times, never even shot anything. Yeah. And which means I guess I wasn't good at it or I didn't (laughs) want to kill anything. That was me. I never went hunting because I didn't want to kill anything. Uh, I shot guns at like the range and stuff. Yeah. I've done that too. But even that, like I, you go to a range to shoot a gun and I'm there. I don't know. I enjoy, I enjoy it for, I don't know, all of 15 seconds. Right. Yeah. Just the first couple pops. And then you're like, oh, okay. And I'm like, all right, I think we're good. Like I figured this yeah. out. Like I think yeah. I'm done now. <laughs> so, so pull trigger, go boom, hole in something in front of me. Got it. Yeah. Figured it out. Figured it out. By the way, genius, uh, inventions of the human race though like to make that whole situation like uh, the gun is an insane invention that who'd have thought it but for real not for me no me neither so scott you weren't only listening to this record what else were you listening to uh it's really funny that lincoln park played a huge role in this episode (laughs) because uh the record i was listening to very very huge lincoln park feels and it's the latest record from Palisades uh, okay. called Reaching Hypercritical. Um, I think you turned me on to Palisades. <laughs> was it that record that was like five bucks on that website? Yeah. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And it's it's funny. They, they, hold, they actually hold a place in my heart uh, because when you told me about that record, I bought it. It had a digital mm-hmm. download. And I listened to it over and over again on the way to see my grandfather for the last time. So I I don't like if I had listened to this and not had feelings for Palisades, I probably wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't praise it as much. Uh, But because they hold that spot for me, they're kind of an important band that not very many people know about. But yeah, this this thing, it'd be like a sequel to Meteora from Lincoln Park kind of. Okay. That's- yeah, it's yeah, it's there's a like even his vocals kind of sound like Chester's a lot. Uh the music has that that whole Lincoln Park driving not quite new metal but like just just post new metal uh mm-hmm. vibe to it and I just really yeah, I really enjoyed it. Um, I'm trying to think what my record of the week is. I usually oh. have it saved on my phone, but I don't have my phone with me. Oh, no. <laughs> it's charging currently. 
So I'm going to have to pull something that I listened to this week that I have to remember I listened to. Yeah, I guess. Oh, man. I, I guess it's 50 cents. Get Richard Die trying. Hey, <laughs> I I think that record is way better than it has any right to be, especially for the yeah. time when it came out. Right. I don't know. I don't know how it can. Combi- it combines like the pop sensibilities of music at the time with 50s gangster rap with like crazy, crazy, yeah. gritty hip hop. Like even down to like the sex songs are still like, holy hell, like what are we doing? I remember the first time I heard Wangsta and I was hooked immediately. <laughs> yeah. You say you were gangsta, but you really I saw 50 in that yellow Hummer and that was the end of it for me. I was like, yeah, this is this is real. This is yeah. this is where I'm at. I love this. And then Into Club kind of threw me a little bit because it was so much poppier than Wangsta. Yeah. It's such a just a club banger, yeah. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I, I also it's too, it's too long though. Like it, there is, is it? It, there's like 20, 24 tracks or something. It's just too I, long, but I, I haven't listened to it in a long time, but I remember when it came out and I, I friggin' dug it. Yeah. It's still great, but it's just a, it's a little long. Gotcha. I need to go back and listen to it. I think all that's left now is for you to tell me what I'm listening to for next week. Uh, we're going to have some fun. You and I, oh boy. Well, sounds like maybe only one of us is going to have fun. <laughs> That's not true. We dipped our toes into ska a little bit on this show so far. We're going to go and we're going to listen to Less Than Jake this week. We're going to listen to Borders and Boundaries. Uh, I think it's like their third or fourth record. Well, I know at least one person who is going to be very excited about this. Shout out Greg. Because he is he's been asking me when we're doing Less Than Jake forever. <laughs> what up, Greg? It's this week, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Less Than Jake, Borders and Boundaries. For yeah, Borders week. and I Boundaries. Gotta, I got to go find my my checkered hat. I got to go find my checkered vans. I and, want uh, I want the ska fit next week. <laughs> I got to start um, skanking all around my I house. I love it. I love it. I guess yeah. I, I gotta get. I gotta clean out my spit valves. Is that the name of what it is? Yeah. On two. On yep. The, to clean out on my the spit horns. valves and yeah. get, get ready for this. Let's do it. Other than that, follow us on Twitter at AOL Pod. Follow us on Facebook. Facebook group link will be in the show notes. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmo.com. Uh, go tell a firefighter about us because they're the real first responders. That's, that's uh, true. Yeah. I should, the people that may listen to the Black Label Society episode <laughs> for other reasons are not going to like that quote at all. <laughs> yeah. Because they're all wearing the uh, the Punisher Back the Blue logo shirts. Yeah, they sure are. For real, though. Go tell a dog walker about us. I, any 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 fan that revolves around an animal is what I want. I used I to be. We used to volunteer at the dog shelter around us and walk the dogs. There's an app that I signed up for where you can like sign up to be like a dog walker, but you have to pay for a background check, which on one hand, I get it. Yeah. But on the other hand, like, just let me walk your fucking dog. Like I'm walking anyway. <laughs> like, I'm right. walking anyway. I'm, I walk five plus miles a day. If right. I have a dog with me, and I get paid 10 bucks to do it. Why fucking not? Yeah. I love dogs, too. I'm a oh, man. I love dogs. I love animals. I'm allergic to most dogs, but I love. Them. Are you really? Oh, and it developed late. Like I had a dog my whole childhood and then I, I wasn't allergic. And then I was only, aller- I was deathly allergic to cats. Dude, that's And a then now I, I like, if I approach a dog 85 to 95% of the time, I'll just get real itchy. And then oh, like, man. just start 
eyes water and it's just bad news. Yeah, that's a bummer. But cats make me not be able to breathe. Like they close up my throat. You would not be able to hang out at my house for very long then. <laughs> <laughs> I would I would pop a Zyrtec, do some Flonase, and then be in there for two hours and be like, all right, it's got <clears throat> yeah. I gotta take off. <laughs> right. Yeah. I, I assume you keep your house clean. Like I assume we you tr- clean up. We the try, day. but like man, cat fur gets everywhere, dude. Yeah. Go tell uh, go tell a cat about us. Just a random cat, street cat, bodega cat. I don't care what kind of cat you got. Tell a cat about us. Sure. And if you're at a, if you're at a jazz concert, tell a cool cat about us. Ooh, there it is. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess that's it, Scott. Thank you for the episode. Thank you for the friendship. Thank you, brother. Listeners, thank you. Of course, always thank you. Are you listening? Are you listening? South rise again. Oh, that'd be wild. Ah, pun. Didn't mean that. I was front row center for a Creed show once. And I'm six feet from the edge and I'm thinking. I feel like every one of your friends' names feels like they crawled out of a Victorian painting. Oh my God, the Gibbs? The Gibbs are involved?